acceptance, connection, transcendence. Welcome to the Seeker's Quest Podcast with your host, Vedasar, Chaitanya Charan, and Radha Priti. Welcome to the Seeker's Quest. Uh, good morning. I'm here with Chaitanya Charan. We call him CC and Veda, two of my most inspirational teachers in my life, I think. So I'm honored to be here with you both. How are you guys? Oh, if you say, I think as a qualification at the end of it, then I think you think too much. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> no, you say that two two of my most inspirational teachers, and then you pause and you say, "I think." Oh. We can certainly do this. I think. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm doing well. Veda, how are you? Um. A okay. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, today we don't have so much time because we're pre-recording this and Cece has to get on a flight here in about 35 minutes. So it's going to be a little bit of a shortened episode, but we thought that we would pick up where we left off on the last episode. On the last episode, we were talking about um, making decisions, not letting your emotions inform you. No, letting your emotions inform you, but not deform you. So not making decisions based off your emotions and where that, where that conversation led was a conversation around functional and foundational identity. So our functional identities being what we identify with um, in our, in our daily lives, like our roles as maybe a mother or uh, employee or a son. Um, And then our foundational identity being our identity and in the recognition that that we're a spirit soul. And we were talking about how we make decisions and how we really function and behave um, in both of these kind of um, identities and our functional identity versus our foundational identity. When we just, when we can just function um, and behave in that functional identity and when our foundational identity influences us, and how the two are related and connected um, and impact us in like a real way as we go through our daily lives. So we thought that we would pick back up with that conversation and elaborate it, elaborate on it a little bit um, today in the, in the little amount of time that we have. So with that, um, Cece, do you want to, to bring us back into that discussion in your so eloquent ways that you do? Thank you for that nice background of the topic today. I, I would like to start with like a medical metaphor for this going to a at a functional level. So suppose somebody has cold or somebody has fever. Now there are times when you just wait it out or just take a simple pill and it goes away. Hmm? But there are times when it indicates some deeper deeper issues 
that why does you have a fever why do you have cold so now that it is basically a judgment call that has to be made when should we just look at it at a functional level just take a pill you'll get okay or no do, do do this test explore this explore that and that requires some experience some training so similarly when we face problems in life at that time what how do we deal with the problems say for example in a relationship somebody speaks harshly to us and then so if there is a harsh speech you know, when is it simply a result of just the heat of the moment everybody has in the best of people are sometimes caught in bad we catch them at a bad time or is it is it indicative of a, like a of a serious serious fissure in the relationship it's like a, there's a going to quake that is happening and we're getting some some tremors it's indicative of that it's it's again a judgment call or so do we address it at the functional level or do we try to go uh, dig deeper and look at a more fundamental level mm. this this is almost like like um like we talk about to- being tolerant all the time but if we're like sometimes over tolerant in a relationship dynamic that we are in all the time like with a somebody that we interact with all the time if we're over tolerant then it could the relationship could become very dysfunctional in a way that starts to bring our consciousness down so it's it's kind of like when when you say making the judgment call it's kind of like deciding um how we want to address certain behaviors or certain obstacles or conflicts in a relationship that in a way that brings our consciousness up and if it's somebody that we interact with a lot then it's it could be something that we need to address in a real way and not not just always being tolerant yeah yeah i was thinking see you said you have to make a judgment call right yeah i was thinking there should be a space before you make a judgment call you know it's it's so uh, so you are making you are making a judgment about my judgment call yes yes, yes. <laughs> okay this judgment call a lot of the times when we have something going on in our lives in our relationships to make a judgment call without actually pausing to uh to have a dialogue and then uh make a judgment call sure because i think if we pause and have a dialogue then you may not even need to make a judgment call the things would actually there will be no need for judgment because judgments i still think causes a lot of dysfunctions in relationships so that's what i was thinking when you're putting how uh it could be something very deep or it could be something very hit of the moment but if there's a if there's a a uh, space that we can give ourselves to pause and do some uh, self inquiry or you know uh dive a little bit deeper into what just happened and inquire further then 
I don't think it goes any further than that. And we'll know how to better address it. That's yeah, what I, I think would... you're just, I think you're just put off by the word judgment or you're triggered by the word judgment. I think you are it... too judgmental about the word judgment. <laughs> I think Veda feels judged. That is definitely... <laughs> The word judgment definitely has a very dictatorial, you know, you know, top down. Uh, well, motion involved. Maybe you could just use the word discernment, because when you said pause before the judgment call, I would say the pause is itself a judgment call. That okay, I'm going to pause right now. So I'm using the word judgment not in a judgmental sense. And you're saying that it requires evaluation. Okay, I need some evaluation to decide whether I need to go deeper. I need to go, I need not go deeper. Evaluation, analysis, deter, discernment. A pause. The way I was using it, pause and judgment call are the same thing. But no, I agree that the word judgment call has a judgment itself has a has a possibly negative connotation. We could use uh, discernment. Yes, I agree that. Pause is very helpful overall for us to be able to deal with issues. So to move forwards, I was thinking that when we deal with uh, these issues, there is dealing them with them at a functional level. So for example, if I'm feeling unhappy, now it could be un I'm just I'm unhappy because because you know just something went wrong. I had planned something and didn't work out. You know, say whether you're on a retreat and then somehow you miss a flight. You're agitated. You're disturbed. You're unhappy. Maybe you won't be unhappy, but others will be unhappy that you missed the flight. <laughs> you're unsatisfied. <laughs> <laughs> but something went wrong. So now, do I need to just some that is life itself meaningless? Does life have any meaning? Do I need to ask that question? Well, sometimes it's required to ask this question. If you see in the start of the Bhagavad Gita, Arjun goes to this foundational question. He's caught with the functional dilemma. Should I fight or should I not fight? So from the functional level, the Gita does go down to the foundational level. Mm -hmm. Where it focuses on should I fight is the functional question. But what is the right thing to do? The way I understand that question is what is the right thing to do means what makes life meaningful or what will make life meaningful when life otherwise seems meaningless. When everything seem, seems meaningless, what will bring meaning to life? So that's Arjuna's question. And there he does go down to a fundamental level. So... So in one sense, it's, it requires Arjun pauses, is about to fight. He says, no, I can't fight. 
So that way we need to go down to foundation level at times. But just I'll conclude with this. You know what if I really like about Arjuna on the battlefield, CC? Yeah. The fact that he asks Krishna to take his chariot in between both the armies so he could see. So that observation is such a big part of what I feel is 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 one of the big lessons when he's asking Krishna, please, my dear friend, check my take my chariot so I may see. I want to assess the situation. And then he pauses. That's one of my takes on you know when I when I study the Gita, the importance to observe before you uh, you can pause and then really address the core issues by having a teacher to guide you through the process. Yeah, I agree. He's ready to act. He, he observed. Then he then he paused, and then you could say learn. Right. And then at the end again, you are ready to act, but with a higher consciousness. Right. So, yeah, you just give me an idea for a whole class. <laughs> well, good, something I've done right today. <laughs> mm. well, you do everything right, but sometimes we get the right to understand how you are right. <laughs> sometimes so, I get ready to act, but I don't observe, you know. I just pause and that's it. It doesn't go any further. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's possible. So that's why I was talking about this diagram. I'm thinking there can be too much on one side. People some problem have problem with overthinking, and there can be too impulsive. So you're too much, you become paralyzed. And then if it's too little, then we become reckless. So you can like we can be reckless and moving too fast, or we can be motionless. Mm -hmm. So I would say in between is the balanced state where we think. So enough to learn and act wisely. So that is where, how much to, uh, when does something have to be dealt with at just a functional level? Okay, that's fine. This is, these things happen in life. Now, sometimes uh, when we are trying to act, we may end up very well not recognizing that now, life is this combination of two things. Sometimes Wait. we think, okay, you want me to stop? I just, are you moving on from the, I'm still, I'm kind of trying to figure yeah. out how that thinking pendulum related to the functional and foundational identities. Okay. Yeah, I'm coming to that. Sometimes okay. we think our way to actions and sometimes we act our way to thoughts. That means that Sometimes we have to think seriously. So the thinking our way to actions is more going at a foundational level. Okay, I have to really analyze what's going on over here. 
but sometimes we act our way to ang- thoughts is more like a functional level it's more like a trial and error method yeah let's see what works over here so if i have to ride ride a bike then i try once maybe i fall i try again i fall and i act my way and then i get a sense okay i have to hold the hand like this i have to make sure that my weight doesn't go like that so i get that understanding by acting that's more like a functional way of doing things mm-hmm. but sometimes if i'm just repeatedly falling again and again and again and it may not be that this more trying is going to help me maybe i have to just take a pause look at it maybe my say if i'm trying to develop relationship and each times it's not working and then maybe once i can say it was just a this is it is a bad match second time it was you know we are not just we don't have any we don't really go well together third time fourth time but it's happening a dozen times then maybe i have to go back and it's not just necessarily something wrong with the people i'm meeting maybe there's something which i need to work on myself so i would say this thinking our way to actions is where we are addressing things at a more fun, 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 foundational level okay so i'm not sure whether so I, so when we were we were talking about functional your the difference between functional and foundational identities and yeah. functional identities being more I, i i was not talking i mean okay we didn't really go into identity so much as okay. looking for sol- solutions at various levels very no okay. do we need to go to we need do we need to look for solutions at a deeper level or like we started with the medical metaphor so sure so am i at at least the way i was approaching this topic the way we were discussing the previous podcast was now when do we address a problem at a functional level and when do we address it at a fundamental level and then yes. corresponding to that we may have to look at our functional fundamental identities okay okay so uh, uh, we can relate with the identities also say for example if i'm trying to learn music and uh, i just don't have a musical sense okay that's a, that's a functional feature maybe yeah, that's functional flaw or a feature so maybe i have to train myself more at the functional level itself I, but maybe i try and try and it's not working it's not working then maybe i go back and maybe in my childhood somebody had scarred me and they said you know you are, you are a lousy musician and that script is playing inside me and because of which even if i have the musical sense i'm just not able to act properly so sometimes practicing alone will improve sometimes practicing may not i have to add to something deeper so in that sense we may have to go deeper at times and ultimately what the gita says is go deeper to the level of our functional identity a fundamental identity hmm. what do you think of this veda i you know if you go on the on the pendulum uh, cc i i really liked something interesting right there that is this thinking too much it makes you paralyzed emotionless and if you think too little it can also paralyze you and motion and make you motionless because you're finished you're reckless and you become paralyzed like literally paralyzed and motionless so either way 
overthinking and too little thinking leads you to a similar conclusion. Is what I was okay. thinking. Yeah, I mean, in both cases, one becomes ineffective. Correct. So you could say that, you know, there is, there are generally, there are two, three responses, there's a flight or fight. So these are both often quite impulsive. On the other hand, there is also freeze. Mm. So flight and flight or fight are both involving too little thinking. I'd run away from here or I'd hit back at this. I just don't know what to do. I can't do anything. I'm helpless. But you could say in between you can have focus. Okay, what exactly is the issue? What can I do to deal with this issue right now? So, that's one way to look at it. Yeah, this one's yeah something I, I, I relate to a little bit more. Yeah. So now, if we look at our own lives, there are, we have many desires, and then beneath that we have needs. And then even our needs, they have hierarchy. We have like surface needs, and then we have deep needs, deeper needs. So most of our consciousness we consider our consciousness as our energy, it's quite often consumed by our consciousness gets consumed in our desires. It's like a person, we need food to eat, but then the desires are too strong, we eat food more than what is our body needs food to eat, but when we eat food, we may eat more food than what the body needs. And the desire not only goes beyond the need, but the desire can go against the need. And when this is happening repeatedly, uh, when this happens, then, then there is a need to explore. So if I just go to a maybe a some some event, some ceremony where there's a big feast, and I eat a lot, okay, it's not the best thing to do. But one off is time, one off time is okay. But if I'm it's happening repeatedly then we need to go deeper. And that's one of the key things I felt. I'll talk about three things. If repetition is happening, hmm? now then that is the pointer to go deeper. If something is an occasional thing, like starting with a fever, I just get a fever once and I take a pill or just wait it out, it goes away. But if I'm getting fever every few days, then something is wrong. So, if something is happening repeatedly, the person speaks harshly to us every time. I mean, not every time, every time, every few days they are speaking harshly. Then, you know, okay, can it all be attributed to heat of the moment? Uh, does that mean they are always going to be hot at all, so many moments? The repetition does, it's a pointer to go deeper. That's one of the key factors. So, we need to go from a functional level to fundamental level at that time. If you go up on the on the screen, yeah, right here, I feel like 
this, this, you know, you're looking at the energy of consciousness, desires are navigating the different uh, 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 functional conscious realities. But these desires, as you were saying, if we don't uh, observe the repetition of it, then those desires become even more toxic where it turns into some major cravings. Yeah, and it becomes, be. it becomes even more toxic, you know. So, so that's why it's good point that you bring up this repetition that you need to go. It's a pointer. It's an indicator to go into something deeper. Otherwise, it becomes even more toxic. So that's something that I was thinking when you were writing this, that uh, the indicators have to, have to be uh, taken into account and not uh, overlooked. Yeah. Yes, I agree. So, you know, repetition, it can lead to perpetuation. It can lead to aggravation. Mm-hmm. It can lead even to destruction eventually. Like if a person becomes, as you said, craving, it can lead to addictions. Addiction can be destructive. But if there is repetition and there is observation of, of the pattern in the repetition, then, then, then at least there is caution. And from that caution, you know, you can have some level of awareness. Okay, what's happening over here? Okay, when do I relapse? When when do I succumb? And then we can come up with some kind of protection for ourselves. That, okay, this, this is what I need to do to prevent this from happening. So, the, that what, you, what you earlier talked about, observation. So, observation is in one sense required. Many times if we don't spend too much time on ourselves, not ourselves in an egoistic sense, but at least some time for observing ourselves. Mm-hmm. I had a funny experience this time. I was just talking where I was traveling with one devotee. And he told me, I was giving a class. And I often say that in my pre-devotional days, I used to have anger issues. I had a lot of anger issues. So he said, you know, that was interesting. I said, why was that interesting? Said, because you use the past tense. <laughs> so what do you mean? He said, it's not that you had anger issues. You have anger issues. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was taken aback. So then I said, when did you think that I was angry? Mm-hmm. So then he told, listed, gave me a list of incidents this time, this time, this time. I said, I was not at all angry at that time. At that time, I was just annoyed. I was just displeased. I was just disturbed. Uh, Maybe I was not angry. He said, I don't know all these differences. You seemed angry to me, which is interesting. (laughs) So I told him, if I'm angry, you'll really know that I'm angry. (laughs) But... Those were like, I have a short temper. If at all I have it, it's a short, short temper. You know, it lasts for a very short time. Maybe it's a moment or two. Maybe one sentence I'll speak in an annoyed way. And I'll just move on. 
but for the other person that stays in their mind and then if he had not told that to me i would not have realized it but, and so when he mentioned hey i didn't really think you know in three days four five times it happened just a minor annoyance but i didn't express it so i think sometimes for observing this repetition it's helpful to have some association not just friendly association okay say a friendly association that you know, in uh, in in sometimes in psychology there is this idea of friendly fire you know where there is bullets being fired when the fi- bullet is being hit hitting us whether it's coming from a friend or enemy it's not it's still going to hurt us but friendly fire means that sometimes we need friends who hold us to the fire who show us the mirror hmm? so i think that's right. hel- helpful go ahead go ahead nani i come so that's one of the points that felt repetition is is something which when we have awareness when we have association when we can do observation then we realize the repetition instead of repetition can we say reoccurrence because something sure, that happens the, again and again you know and what is the exact difference you are sensing between repetition and reoccurrence repetition seems like when we repeat something with you know verbal reoccurrence is an event in my understanding yeah okay maybe i could be completely I, wrong but rather no, what you think i think concept okay yeah, yeah please I'm just I'm kind of trying to assimilate today's I guess it's almost like you're saying that we get into a mode where we're just acting and we're not putting a lot of thought into how we're acting or what's going on around us and in that we can kind of get carried away by the waves of material life or certain relationship dynamics and it takes kind of stopping and assessing pausing not judging to to kind of figure out where we actually are and where we actually want to go is that what you're is that kind of a s- summary of of what you're saying today yeah agreed it's more that our topic was when do we address a issue at a functional level when do we want to go down to fundamental level so if at a functional level something is happening repeatedly is recurring use vedas word <laughs> so is recurring then that is a sure indicator that i do need to go deeper hmm? i do need so, to go deeper i need to dig deeper to find out what's happening over here hmm yeah okay so, i yeah so now if i just go forward from here here we will see that repetition was one thing but repetition alone will not help us to how do i go deeper i recognize that i, I need to go deeper but how do i actually go deeper i need some if i have to dig deeper at a particular place i may need some tools to dig deeper without if i start trying to dig with my hands and my fingernails 
that's not going to be very easy or effective so digging it needs tools so similarly when we want to go deeper from the functional to the fundamental level then it's important for us to also have some level of education and this is where if you look at the uh, philosophy of the bhagavad gita hmm? it is krishna turned uh, arjuna arjuna turned to krishna okay what am, what am i to do what is what really matters what counts so this is where we need a bigger world view hmm. so you know at a, uh, at a functional level at a functional level we are just having a view okay this is like this is like that but at a fundamental level we see that the view is not just coming from the situation the view is coming from a world view hmm? so if my world view if i'm always having a bad relationship with people maybe it's my world view is that nobody can be trusted people are bad people the world is a terrible place and that world view is leading to my particular views like that so if my world view is that is in a particular way you know our world view in one shape it says shapes our every view while our world view is shaping our every view while staying out of our view hmm so it's shaping and it's staying out this is where we need education education in general about inform about world views and what is our world view so the gita offers us a world view in one sense the gita aligns arjuna's world view with reality when that happens that's a he is able to function better in life hmm. so even if we're operating like at the functional level and and we get to a point where we realize or we recognize that we're kind of on a hamster wheel in certain again dynamics or or um behavioral patterns if we don't have the proper world view to put it into context and really understand it on a deeper level then we're still going to be operating on a functional level we may pause and assess but if if during that if if that assessment doesn't cause us to seek deeper knowledge or wisdom or a different world view then we're likely just going to get right back on the same hamster wheel like arjuna would have if he didn't if krishna didn't come and consult him when he went to the middle and he saw and and he was so grief stricken if he didn't have krishna come in and and give him a deeper world view he would have only been able to operate with the tools that he had at that current time which were good which were which was a pretty solid set of tools but it it wasn't the deepest of of world views definitely the nice way of looking at it so arjuna certainly had the tools to fight the war but um, he, he didn't have the tools at that time to decide whether i should fight or not so so generally in one sense you can say everybody is seeking something but somebody somebody is a seeker at a superficial level oh i'm seeking uh, which clothes to buy next you know which fashion is the latest and i want to get that that's very superficial but generally when we use the word seeker we are using it for something much deeper uh, so 
this is something more like a shopper than a seeker so just going around shopping things so that but that is education is important and then once we have that education now then there is it that that after okay i get this world view after i understand you know, this is how i need to function then there has to be a conscious effort it's that the older world view is not it's not just like a replaceable camera where i just remove one film and i put another film uh, we will try we will tend to go back towards uh, our older world view so it's important that we need to in one sense be able to it requires some level of purification a cleansing of our inner being so the change of world view is not just a intellectual thing it's mm. it's at a deeper level it's a spiritual thing i may say oh i believe god exists i believe that everything happens is ultimately for good but if i am extremely attached to certain things then it's when something goes away i just can't i just can't accept it it's like a child the child wants a toy and if the toy goes away or the toy breaks and the parents are not ready to give a new toy then the child is my parents don't love me at all the parents may be doing a dozen other things to out because of their love for the child but the child is not going to see that so there are so many necessities and facilities that the child is providing the child is being provided by the parents but there's no toy the child will see there's no love so like that for us purif- often we are like children in the sense that we are we are craving and slaving for trivial things so if our world view has changed then not only we see a bigger picture but we also see deeper things and then purification in one sense means that our desires their desires get directed toward deeper things so somebody is mm. impure just looking for the next dopamine hit whether it's through a drink or whether it's through a watching a movie or whatever hmm that is in one sense purification so these three steps are what if once we decide that i have to go from a functional address a problem not a functional level or a deeper level then we have these steps involved to do that so it's not just it's it's not just recognizing that where you are is not where you want to be because you've been there many times and realize you don't want to be there it's recognizing that what got you there is not is also not really conducive to your highest self and then once recognizing that what got you there isn't conducive it's seeking something else not just through education but through purification which is directing our desires to things that are more congruent with our true selves yes yeah, true i look so, at Veda, yeah please i need to go ahead and we'll leave in a few minutes do you want to add a few points before i summarize or otherwise sure, you know i, I could summarize and you, i could summarize and you you can carry on you can continue the discussion have, for some time also you know i have one please. thought and then you can summarize it the other thought when you said world view 
I feel like we should uh, elaborate on the worldview it itself because worldview is not sufficient because it depends on whose worldview are we looking at the world from because everyone has a different view of the world and their worldview so that association or having a teacher is very critical who are looking at the world with a higher consciousness you addressed it somewhat when you mentioned the purification but purification of the lens that we look at the world with is very critical because i feel everybody has a world view and if i hear your world view and i judge my life based on your world view then i could still be getting the wrong end of the deal you know so uh yeah yeah i agree yeah i did so, say that you know we have to it has to be a spiritual lens yes therefore we need a teacher so that's the only point yeah. i want to make but go for it you can summarize yeah, it thank you i like that point yeah actually you know maybe you can continue on the discussion for 15 20 minutes if you want to you may have to leave, i may have to leave but you can continue on if you want to i can summarize otherwise so we were thinking of yeah, discussing let's summarize, with, it. let's summarize it then you can continue after that if you want then you can have a summaryless continuation <laughs> <laughs> so we were we said that we need a, we need some amount of pause i can see whether your eyes judging me whether i am going to use the word judgment now <laughs> <laughs> so pause that can help us to decide that when we have to handle a situation the pro- or some problem is there do i handle it at the functional level or do i go down to a fundamental level to handle it if i cough for cough or fever when do i need to do go deeper so that was what we first thing we discussed and then we discussed that when we are trying to address things at a fundamental level we have to make so we talked about thinking you know, when we are thinking it can be too much or it can be too little and both lead to problems so when we are thinking too little that means we are addressing everything at just a functional level and that maybe that's not enough and it's too much then we are trying to take everything down to a fundamental level and if that's also not necessary that's where we talk about the pause of the discernment and then once we decided that okay how do we so how do we know when to go down from a functional to fundamental level if there is repetition or recurrence of something so then we talked about if something is happening again and again then maybe there's something deeper to be dug over here and then for that we need education where we try to see what is my world view and whether my world view is aligned with with spiritual wisdom and then lastly talk about purification it's not just a alignment Uh, it's not just intellectual alignment intellectual agreement it's more like a spiritual harmonization where you know purification essentially means what we value becomes equal to what is of value our desires are not for superficial things but they are for deeper things thank you very much thank you thank you please have a safe trip to australia and conquer the world and give 
the world you, you have already conquered the world i'm trying to follow in your footsteps now <laughs> hare krishna hare, hare krishna. krishna thank you thank you so much